The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the systems used by a great entrepreneur to monetize multiple channels of marketing. Joining us is Anak Sengal, who is the CEO at Learn, which is a digital asset management and work management software company. Learn is dedicated to opening doors to prosperity and entrepreneurship through online business education and the technologies that make it possible. They provide a range of products and services, including online training courses, live events, and a variety of online marketing topics, online communities, and publications for internet marketers and e-learning technology platforms. Yesterday, Anik and I talked about his five steps for copywriting, which has helped him sell $250 million of products. And my takeaway from that conversation was we're really not just talking about the process for copywriting but really for how to communicate in a way that builds impulse and credibility to the point where someone has enough inferred value built up in what you're offering that rationalizes a possible ROI and what you're asking them to pay. And today we're going to talk about how that can be transferred into other marketing channels and talking about how Onyx has a system for creating a 3,000 attendee webinar with a 10% sales conversion rate. Okay, here's another piece of my conversation with Onyx Singal, CEO of Learn. Anik, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Still excited to have you as our guest. Yesterday, we talked a lot about copywriting. As I said in the introduction, it's really a game of building more credibility than what you're offering in terms of cost. And why don't you tell us what your five steps were again? Sure. First step was introduction. Second step was story. Third step was content. Fourth step is transition. Last is pitch. But the real wonder between these is got to know how to do them and the purpose behind them. So don't take them for face value. So it was a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, first go back and listen to yesterday's episode where we talked about copywriting and really storytelling is what we're talking about. And today we're going to focus a little bit more on taking some of those dynamics and building them into webinars. You have a system for creating a four-figure attendee webinar with a double-digit conversion rate. Talk to me about how that's possible and what's your system look like. So webinars for us are just an amazing way of being able to reach the world yeah, I've been doing webinars now for so long. I'm not exaggerating when I say I probably have done, I don't know, at this point, seven, 800 webinars and maybe more. And with everyone, we learn more, we fine tune our systems. And what we found is that as long as you're selling something that's about seven, $800 or more, 
there's just no better vehicle than asking someone to virtually hop on a presentation with you. And you can present, for us, we present to upwards of 3,000 people at one time. My largest webinar I ever did was 16,000 people at one time from all over the world that were watching. When we ended that webinar, we had done over $5.6 million in sales. Can you imagine? We created that in the span of just a couple of hours. So, you know, you can do a webinar with 50 people and walk away with five figures in sales from that. You can do webinars with 16,000. The scale is immense. It's amazing. The technologies we have today are amazing. They allow us to do so many things. It's virtual. It allows people to do it from wherever they are. It allows you to do it from wherever you are. True story. I mean, I did a webinar last night and we had 1,900 people on. And when it all said and done, we did $150,000 in sales. And I'm going to tell you, I was basically in a t-shirt and boxers doing the presentation because I wasn't showing myself on camera. I was showing my screen. It's just such a convenient way of being able to reach the world. And for the longest time, we used to do hotel selling, right? Get invited to events at hotels. So expensive, so much to do. Here, it takes one person clicking a button, going live, and you're presenting. But there's more to it. We're going to have to retitle this episode, How to Make Hundreds of Thousands of Dollars in Your Underwear. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned the price of seven dollars to $800 or more as the right price point for doing a webinar. Why is it that price point? That's really interesting to me. Why isn't it you know, a $50 price point or a $10,000 price point? So just to get it right, seven dollars to $800 is the minimum. The sweet spot really for us is a between 1000 to 2000 Again, it depends on the industry you're in. It's not true for every industry. But let me explain why this makes zero sense to do a webinar for a product that's $100 or $50. It's due to percentages. So we'll go through that right now. Let's say you have 1,000 people that sign up for a webinar. You're going to end up spending X amount of money, right? In advertising or whatever to get those 1,000 people to sign up. And by default, I think you're going to get about, and there will always be people that say, oh, I could do better. And that's fine. I'm going across scale. You're going to get about 15 to 20% of them to show up for the webinar, right? Most people won't really show up. So now you've lost 80, 85% of your audience. And of the 15% that show up, you're going to likely convert 10%. So 10% of the 15% that showed up, you're at about a one and a half percent of the audience that you had built that's going to purchase. Now through encores, replays, and finishing, you'll probably double those sales. So you're sitting at a 3% of your audience that had joined. Okay, so hold that math because 3% is not a big number. 3% of your leads. 3% of your leads, exactly. But when you're selling a program that's 1000 or $2,000, it can be a very, very big number. Now, if you're selling something that's 50 or $100, that's an impulse-driven purchase. And you don't need to have someone register. So let's go back even further. In order to have gotten 1,000 registrations for a webinar, I most likely had sent about 3,000 people to the website. Well, roughly, again, some will do better, some will do worse. I'm giving you scale numbers. So 3,000 people would have seen the page. If I'm selling something that's 50 or 100 bucks, it's an impulse-driven purchase. If I just sent those 3,000 people to a different funnel, a different process, it's very likely that I could convert 3 to 5% of the 3,000 buying. So the total number of sales for a lower ticket product would be a lot better if more people see the presentation and see the pitch. But if you took those 3,000 people straight to a page that was promoting a 1000 to $2,000 offer, no chance. They're not going to just buy from reading a page. That is why based on the price, it determines the medium through which you present to them. 
So the moral of the story here is that when you're selling higher ticket items, people need more information to validate the purchase. It is not an impulse decision. And so the format of media, the amount of information that you're going to get from a webinar basically matches what you're trying to sell when you get into the high three figures, low four figures price point. Yes. Okay. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So talk to me a little bit about the process for creating the webinar and driving that 10% conversion rate. Sure. The actual webinar, I use my five-step template. I cannot tell you. It's probably the one place I use it the most religiously. So when you create a webinar, you're going to look for about a 60 to 90-minute presentation. You're definitely going to spend quite a bit of time on story. So if you go back to the five steps, introduction will be about three to five minutes, let's say. The story will probably be about 15, maybe 15-ish minutes, 15 to 20 tops. The content is going to be a good 20 to 30 minutes, the big chunk of your presentation. You need a lot of strong aha moments if you intend to charge someone $1,000 to $2,000. Transition is going to be about two minutes. It's very short. And then the pitch, I will sit in the pitch sometimes for an hour. And the reason is even your pitch is divided into two sections. Like We divide the pitch into drop URL and post URL. So the first chunk of the pitch is you talking before you have dropped the ability for them to buy. So you've not actually, you're still building value, still getting them excited. But then the amount of time that you can extend a webinar post URL drop is infinite. I've had webinars where I've stayed on for three hours after having dropped the URL because I will stay on and answer questions and continue to work with the audience if they're still buying. I have a standard rule. If I go about seven minutes without a single sale, it's usually the right time to go ahead and end the webinar. So that's how the timing allotments work out in the actual development of the webinar. You keep it simple. You don't need fancy slides. We find that the simpler slides work best. Do not try to put every word you're going to say on a slide. That's the worst. Slides should be supplementary to what you're saying. You want to make sure they're focusing on what you're saying. 
You want to insert all of the typical elements of social proof, testimonials, case studies, show the proof that your systems work. But really, if you follow that narrative created by the five-step formula, you're going to have a powerful webinar. Now, it also depends on how warm your webinar is. So a lot of elements come into how you create a webinar. And there's, as a copywriter, I would ask so many questions. So are you sharing this webinar with a warm audience? These are people who know you, love you, have been around you. It changes what areas and parts of your webinar you focus on. However, if you are promoting this webinar to the cold audience and bringing registrations from Facebook and YouTube ads and growing your audience, well, then they're going to need to spend more time on the story and the buildup and the relatability aspect of it because, again, they don't know who you are. So not all webinars are created equal. The audience you're going after, the niche you're in, and the price point and what you're selling does alter the type of webinar you create. So you've mentioned there's the five-step process for actually building your content, but there are other pieces of the puzzle here. It is not just about actually executing the conversation, the, the 60 to 90 minute conversation. Talk to me about some of the other marketing vehicles that are related to the webinar that you need to build. Yeah, lots of decisions. So which tool are you going to choose? I could count off like seven or eight different webinar platforms. Each have their own goods and bads, right? There's no one perfect webinar platform. So which one are you going to choose? The second element, what's your funnel look like? What's your marketing look like? Because getting someone to register for a webinar is great. Getting them to show up, that's where the battle's at. Are you going to use Facebook Messenger to remind them? Are you going to use text messaging? How many emails are you going to send? What's the hook, the angle? Is there an incentive for showing up for the webinar? There's lots of little things you can do to increase those show rates. Then the third big piece is what happens after the webinar? This is where a lot of, I would tell you 90% of webinar marketers fail. For us, whatever sales we get on the first day, I can typically triple that in the following seven days by following the format of Encore, Replay, and then something we call extension. So your actual funnel is such a big part of the success of your webinar. So write the webinar, deliver. That's the last piece I also forgot to explain, delivering the webinar. Man, I got to tell you right now, if you're a monotonous person, if you don't learn how to present and talk, and if you have a monotonous voice, you could have the best webinar deck ever, and you're going to fail. So there's the deck, how you deliver it, tools you use, and then the funnel itself. Those are like the four key parts of crushing a good webinar funnel. When you're thinking about the products that you're selling, going back to the beginning of our conversation, it seems like you're selling you know, primarily e-commerce, ed tech, digital tools. Are you seeing people using webinars to drive success in B2B SaaS, physical products? Is it always just the educational type content that you're selling or are you seeing people have success in other industries? Physical products, I'm seeing success in case the physical products is an expensive one. You're not going to sell a pen on a webinar. I'm seeing tremendous B2B is almost completely leaning on webinars. As a matter of fact, I am actually a silent investor slash co-founder of a SaaS B2B company that sells enterprise accounts. And our sales reps all literally book webinars. Now, it's different. You don't have a thousand people on a webinar. You have one client that you're pitching, but they use webinars. We have a deck. We take them through the whole process. A demo is included. It's about 30 to 45 minute presentation and they close about 26%. It's nuts. It's a great close rate versus trying to convince them on a phone without the visuals there. So short answer, it works. B2B, SaaS, enterprise, it works for pretty much every space. Coaches, consultants, oh my God, they're using webinars very effectively. I've had webinars used on me by my health professionals. I have a naturopathic doctor that used a webinar to get me on board. So I'm seeing these being used in a variety of industries. I guess the last question, you know, if you have a product that's a good fit for the webinar, you produce the content, you can drive a really high meaningful conversion rate. What if you don't already have a product that you're trying to sell? 
Is there a format for developing a content that specifically fits being sold by a webinar? I would say to develop a program that's fit to be sold on a webinar is probably not the right question. You need to develop a program, an offer, you know, which could be services. It could be coaching. It could be consulting. It doesn't have to be a product. You need to develop something that you feel has a lot of value that can be sold for, like I said, 700 or more dollars. If you get that down, the webinar is going to fit automatically. And that product development, service development, offer creation, and that's my passion. That's what I've been doing and teaching students for 16 plus years. That's why I love the internet. That's why I love using the internet to become an entrepreneur because honestly, you can create a great program on a weekend. If you really want to, you really can create a powerful program that can be sold on a webinar very quickly. We have lots of tools for that and lots of ways we teach that. So I think that's a great stopping point for today. Webinars are an incredibly effective tool, and we're using the same methodology that we discussed yesterday, the five-step copywriting formula. And the idea here is that you're able to create a presentation that is suited to an audience that needs information to rationalize a more expensive purchase than something that's impulse-related. Webinars are a great way to engage with your audience, provide value, and also drive a high conversion rate. And in tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about Onyx's entrepreneurial background and how he helps budding entrepreneurs do product development and also teach people services online. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Onyx Singal, CEO of Learn, for joining us. In the last part of my interview with Onyx, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Onyx and I are going to chat about professional skill development and his experience with entrepreneurship. And if you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Onik, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His Twitter handle is LearnInc, L-U-R-N-I-N-C. Or you could visit his company's website, which is learn.com. Again, it's L-U-R-N.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Onyx Singal, CEO of Learn, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.